I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all Welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show will be jam-packed with information as usual, and uh, we'll be primarily discussing uh, two topics. The first one is the Palladian perspective on what's happening on the planet right now, which is called the Planetary Reset. And the second topic will be a combination of um, perspectives from two great yoga masters, Sri Swami Satchidananda and Muji, related to the topic of peace. And uh, so thus it will be a true ET yoga show, uh, half ET and half yoga. But before we get into all that, we'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of japa yoga or mantra repetition. And that will be led by Sri Swami Sachidananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Hari
Swami Sachidananda, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. And um, just for some further explanation there, uh, OM is the basic vibration. It vibrates every cell in your body and brings peace, which certainly ties in with the key subject for tonight's ET Yoga program. And Hari is another name for the absolute. It means one that removes all obstacles, one that purifies the entire system. So this uh, combination, Hariyom, is a very powerful mantra. And I know that some people use this clip that I start each ET Yoga program off with as a short meditation. And uh, you could also just repeat Hariyom in a monotone for as long as you feel comfortable. You can vary the pitch, speed, and intensity according to the condition of the mind and eventually let the voice flow into silent repetition. And after some time, just sit quietly and see how you are and what you feel. And uh, that particular clip um, uh, came from back in the 1970s. I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to give my gratitude, thanks, and appreciation to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you. It's nice to know that there's so many people out there that can resonate with the information presented on this program. And also, I'd like to extend an invitation to listeners to contact me concerning any questions you may have concerning program content. And you can always do that by emailing me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O. That's paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, at yahoo.ca. And um, I'm also very much interested in your suggestions concerning program content. And nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are taught on ET Yoga. And I'm also very happy to um, answer any questions you may have. Uh, if you email me, you rest assured you will get a, res a response, and I will try to do my best to uh, 
um, answer any questions. I'd like to now take this opportunity to give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET yoga, you should know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstances. And I'm not going to elaborate on that this evening, uh, but um, especially in these times, I think it's very important. Now, I'm preparing for tonight's program. I came across some very interesting information coming from Yazi Swaru. And if you're a new listener and haven't heard about what a Swaru is, they come from the Pleiades. Uh, you could consider them Pleiadian, but they're basically advanced Pleiadians who have uh, 24 strands of DNA. So they're very advanced beings. And um, I thought this information is particularly important because it's cutting-edge information about what's going on now. And for lack of a better term, Yazi Swaru calls this the planetary reset. And for Yazi Swaru, the big problem here with people is that the people have been conditioned uh, into separation. They perceive the idea of the ego as what they are, the body and the letters that come with that body. I am a lawyer. I am a stylist. I am a woman. I am a child. I am a medical student. I am a housewife. They are not that. Or from one level, they are, and from another level, they're not because they are whatever they say they want to be and how they want to perceive themselves. So they don't have the ability to see other people's points of view. The perspectives of others, and rather, um, each one believes that their perspective is correct. And it's very important being accepted in a community. It's very important to humans. And this is programmed into the human psyche as a method of survival. So when many people wake up, the game is revealed. So the system must try to correct the problem using mind control and all those tricks that are well known to discredit the awakened, and particularly the, the starseeds. The point comes where the Federation, who control the 3D matrix from above, 
have no choice but to dissolve the entire game and start over. And this is also why the Federation doesn't stop the genocide, what's happening. And neither the secret space program or the so-called White Hats. The controllers have done this many times before. Six times they have destroyed the Earth civilization. And the 3D matrix. So they must lead people to believe a series of things, laws, and ideas, and that is already collapsing in favor of their systems of controlled opposition. This is where you have that idea that there is more than 51% awakened humans. A reaction is created where everything changes in their favor. Yes, but in favor of what? In favor of false awakening in the form of another matrix belief system, such as the New Age, which is not real either, which is what creates a disparity or a division within the matrix between the awakened on the one hand and the sleeping matrixed ones on the other, destabilizing the system and destabilizing the entire matrix. So they have no choice but to implement extreme control measures while putting in place everything necessary to basically destroy and reset the matrix. That's what you're seeing today. And according to Yazi Swaru, Trump, QAnon, and all that is just a minor, minor struggle for control at superficial levels of the deep state that serve as another method of controlled opposition while they finish putting their pieces in order. They already have the new matrix ready. Ready cities in China, for example, for millions. They are new and gigantic and high-tech. And they are completely empty. I think many of us know about these cities that are sitting over there in China with nobody in them. And they only have Chinese army guards there ready for its inhabitants who will be completely under the control of the matrix with a completely transhumanistic world. It will not be for the Chinese only but it is there for the people that the cabal, the controllers, have chosen to continue populating the earth. Sample inhabitants from all over the world. This means that millions will die, and that is what the vaccine is for. And probably <laughs> she should have said billions there instead of millions. So the starseeds awakening people we are part of the cause for which the matrix must collapse on the one side. And on the other hand, according to Yazi Swaru, we remove people who do not want to participate in the game. And I think reading in between the lines there, we're talking about extraction from the planet. 
and you can go back to the previous two ET yoga programs for some more detail on that count. And there are already so many in that category that in itself it is equivalent to a mass death, but it is only the exit seeing everything from above. And the vaccines, that is the mass exit. Yazi says waking up the doctors could cause thousands to wake up. Because with that, the matrix would collapse. People would be forced to see that they have been deceived. Waking up as a result, and the controllers, the cabal, whoever they are, will not be able to use the same tricks with them and will even lose the credibility in the media. That's what Yazi would see as a potential. Doctors are the key. Those on the positive side would take over. The matrix reset would take another course. And they could not exterminate humanity, at least not in this way. But she also says that they also have a plan B. So if they're not successful with exterminating humanity with the vaccines, then they have another plan just starting to accept that the virus is a scam, with that, the humans would begin to see that they are being controlled, and from there, it falls like dominoes and everyone wakes up. And from a higher perspective, from Yazi Swaru, for the mind, for a consciousness aware of all that is, there is no 3D or 5D or no D. It is only an idea or a group of ideas, and by changing them, you change density. This also means that you are outside the concept of time as something that affects and controls you, but that you generate it with your mind in the way you want and need. And it also means that even and every place that exists in the universe is connected to where you are. That is to say that by changing your ideas and your approach in the correct way, you also change the location at will. There is no time and there is no distance. And that's information from Yazi Swaru, who basically is stating that we are in the middle of a planetary reset or extermination of the population. And um, as I look at the current situation, that's unfolding. We have the treaty that's being, uh, I guess, formulated or ratified uh, behind the scenes. It's in the final stages between the World Health Organization and about 20 different countries, uh, which basically would give uh, a medical tyranny uh, to the planet in the form of the fact that the WHO would decide what determines a pandemic and would also determine what specific measures each particular country would do. So if they mandated uh, lockdowns or vaccines or whatever they want, uh, countries would be obligated to follow 
the WHO's recommendations. So that's being set, being put into place. And we're also seeing testing of the central bank digital currencies pretty much all over the world. They're experimenting with these and getting ready to implement them, which, as far as I'm concerned, is just another form of tyranny where every transaction is controlled and monitored and it would be tied into some form of what they call like a social credit system for behavior modification as well, as they're doing in China right now. As I understand it, there was a protest there recently where through facial recognition they identified the people who were involved with the peaceful protests and eventually when these people show up in any public place, an alarm goes off and they're removed to some form of retraining at some camp someplace. So this is the system that they want to see worldwide. And digital currency allows this to happen. So basically what everybody would have would be, can you be connected to your bank account through your, some app on your phone and uh, according to Mike Adams, you won't even be able to activate that uh, account without an up-to-date vaccine. So what this means in practical terms to a lot of people means nothing. It just means more convenience because they'll be following along with the transhumanist agenda and becoming like cyborgs. Uh, and uh, can be controlled controlled through an AI program because of the graphene and the spike protein that's in their bodies and how these agents assemble in your body and you become like a human antenna. But for spiritual people, it's a big deal because... There's a lot of people there that are not going to be taking the vaccine under any circumstances. And those are the people who would be blocked from the new digital currency system. And that's why a lot of financial experts are suggesting that people start putting their wealth outside the banking system, such as silver and gold and property and things like that still be difficult to function, no doubt. But I guess at some point here, we're talking about a bifurcation of the timelines. One timeline going to the transhumanist agenda and world, and one leading to 5D. So ultimately, um, there's good news at the end of the tunnel. However, these things are moving upon us quite rapidly. And it would be foolish to ignore the possibility that this could come about. So um, that's sort of a, the capsule there on uh, planetary reset. 
Now, turning to the topic about peace, I found a, I, I, what I thought was a very powerful um, presentation by Muji. That's M-O-O-J-I. And if you don't know about Muji, um, I suggest you check out some of his videos because he's, uh, he's one of the people on the planet that I respect the most. And uh, Muji says that I want to show you how to find peace. And that's interesting that I, I saw another program this week that talked about the fact that the, the, one of the cabal's goals is, or side effects to what they're doing is taking away peace from the planet. And Muji says that uh, no matter who you are, where you are, where you come from, whether you're religious or not, or you are a human being. And peace is at the heart of who you truly are. I'm not going to ask you to believe in something. I'm not going to ask you to change your ways. I'm not going to ask you to become someone else. I'm not going to ask you to visualize or imagine. I just want to do something very simple. I want to show you something so very simple. And he goes on to say that he's not going to try to make us feel uncomfortable because he says that we're already uncomfortable about ourselves. He says that I want you to be more than comfortable with yourself. I want you to experience the truth of what you are in reality. It is a simple exercise. Even your children would be able to understand. Well, how to start? What to do? Well, don't think about what to do. Just listen as I guide your attention. First thing, we are troubled by our own thoughts and our own thoughts about the thoughts about other people in the world and so on. So just for this short duration of my guidance with you, I will ask you this simple thing. Please be willing to just leave aside all the thoughts that may appear in your mind, even the sense of memory. It is possible, actually. You're going to see. Just have the attitude of leaving them all outside or aside. And I want to reassure you that at the end of our time together, you may go back and collect all your stuff. Nobody's going to steal it. I'm not going to say, you gave it to me. No, just leave it aside for a moment, just so you can have this simple space to experience a deeper layer of your being. So here we go. Just imagine that some space was opened up and to this space all of your thoughts, your imagination, memory, intention, desire, even identity, you're just going to leave it. So inside your being, not just your head, but your entire being, it's like silent and empty. Silent and empty. So do this now. Be with this now. Let us do everything. Don't hold on to anything. 
There is no safe thought. There are no favorite thoughts. Just let them all slip aside. Just see. Sometimes you may have heard, let's just be empty. And your thought, what is that? Well, try it and see. And just be very empty. Fully empty, 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 empty. Just be fully empty, empty, empty. Just like that. Look and see if everything, every thought, every projection, every belief, every attachment, every desire was just for a moment just left aside. Just for five minutes, leave them aside for a moment. So empty, empty, empty. You will see and are seeing that there still remains something that cannot be taken out. Try and see. Take everything aside, all the thoughts about what I must do, what I will do later, and what has happened before. All the points and all the memories, beautiful and ugly, everything, leave them aside. Even the idea of who you are, leave it aside for now. So empty, empty. Just imagine empty, 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 empty. You are not a container. Empty, empty, empty. Empty inside and empty outside. And look, there is still something here which cannot be removed, cannot be taken out. Pay attention to this. Notice this. Now you see, I have not asked you to close your ears, to close your eyes. No, the senses can be left as they are, functioning in their natural way. So how simple now? Some people I know are a little bit afraid. They think, oh, he's trying to trick us or brainwash us. I say, oh, no, no, you will see. Those of you who are following with me, being with me as I am also doing. So I can be really empty, even though I am speaking. It's coming out of my emptiness, silent and very present. I can hear the wind. I can smell the fresh grass. I can feel and hear the wind. And I am aware of this silence, which has no edge, no boundary. Just like you, like that. Allow this. And notice, don't be waiting for something. Don't be expecting anything. Just here, right where you are, wherever that may be. I had to ask you to do this. So now, if I can ask you a few simple questions. I will not be able to hear your answers, but it is important that you answer yes or no just with words to yourself. Is there any fear here? Just look. This emptiness, is there any fear? Is there any attachment or desire for something? Please look, remain in your emptiness and look. That which is here right now, is it a thing? Is it an object? Does it have a form? Remain empty. You are seeing. Are there any judgments in it? Is there any pressure at all? This that is, does it have a beginning or an end? 
what you're aware of, does it have a beginning or an end? This silence, this peace. And yet, naturally, you know you are here. Not just that the body is here, but you are even aware of your body inside this silence itself. Now that you are aware of what is here, even when your mind is free of all thoughts and you are free of feelings and attachments and projections and desires and judgments, there is this wonderful space of peace. This peace has no color. It has no limitation. Can you see? You are aware of it, naturally. Do you need to make any effort to simply be here? No. No effect is needed. No effort is needed. This that is here, can it be lost? Sometimes our minds say, yes, I can lose it. But really look now that you are here. Is it something? In order for something to be lost or found, it has to have a shape. Can this be lost? It's only that our attention can move on to some object and you have the sense that you are away from this or you've lost it or it has gone away. But really, that is not true. This is always here. This is always here. And so I have invited you to discover this peace in you. This peace is what we call the peace of God. The peace, the true peace of life. And where there is peace, there is contentment. Do you notice? Where there is contentment, there is joy or happiness, and there is openness. And where there is peace, contentment, joy, happiness, and openness, there is love. This we call love. I am not bringing any person into it at the moment. It's just a very boundless space of equanimity, peace, and love. I am introducing you to your inner self. I cannot give you that. I can only offer you the opportunity to discover this within yourself. This is where peace really begins. And you can see this peace can never go away. It is natural to yourself. Peace and yourself are the same thing. So today, this moment, you're discovering peace. All people who desire God experience this peace to a greater or lesser extent. And I should add that Sri Swami Satyananda used to say, don't lose your peace. This could even be described as his path. And Satchitananda would also say that peace can expand to infinity. And he also said that the hardest lesson he ever had to learn was to become not, to be non-attached to being non-attached. He also said that the whole world is your teacher. And if you believe you'll be enlightened, you will be enlightened. And I'd like to further expand on this topic of peace by uh, sharing you some more of Sri Swami Satchitananda from his book, The Essential Teachings of Swami Satchitananda, called To Know Yourself. And he states that there's only one cause for all mental problems, worries and anxieties, selfishness. Unhappiness is caused by disappointments. 
The cause of disappointments? Appointments. If you made no appointments, you'd have no disappointments. But how can you live without appointments? Again, it's only selfish appointments that cause unhappiness. Thus, you maintain your tranquility. You neither lose nor gain. The mind is affected by duality, pleasure, pain, profit, loss, praise, censure. If you can keep your mind away from duality, you can still have ideas and perform actions, but they won't affect you. All religions seem to teach this. Do everything for others. This will keep the mind calm and clean. You may want to build a beautiful church or college, but if you have even a little selfish motive behind your desire, you can be easily disappointed and unhappy. Big charity for little thanks, maybe for name and fame. Ah, so-and-so built this church. You're looking for a little praise or publicity. If you don't get what you expect, you worry. The main problem is worry. Ask yourself, is this going to cause restlessness to my mind? Even so, even if God comes to you, you can say, sorry, I don't need you, sir, because you're going to disturb my peace. Which should you choose, God or your peace? Peace is worth preserving more than anything else, even at the cost of your life. Actually, peace is God. To me, there is no higher God. Tell all your desires and actions. There is a stone on which you can rub gold and see how pure it is. From the color, you can see the carrot. It's called the touchstone. Will this affect my peace? No. Okay, let it be. But if the answer is my peace will be disturbed, stay away. It is with this in mind that all spiritual instructions and religious commandments are given to help you keep your peace. It's also the goal of yoga. If you should ask my technique, it is this. It doesn't matter what you do, but don't lose your peace. Eat, drink, talk, have friends, do anything, but ask first. Will it disturb my peace today, tomorrow, or afterward? If you don't know, try it. But the minute you feel something is making you lose your peace, then quickly open the door as you explain. Sir, I thought I could retain my peace being with you, but now I see my peace is disturbed. Please, the door is open. Don't hesitate to leave. If you lose your peace, you won't be able to help anyone else, let alone yourself. A spiritual seeker is like a tender young tree that needs a fence around it to protect it while it is growing. He is easily disturbed and affected. After he has grown, he becomes a great strong tree, offering fruits and shade for all. He is then accomplished, and nothing can disturb him. So know your own strength now and avoid disturbances to your peace of mind. Choose your company wisely. After all, what is the most precious thing? Peace of mind. And that is a direct quote from Sri Swami Satchidananda. So interesting that on tonight's program we've got a combination of situations. Uh, one, designed to take your peace and great masters telling us about how to find our peace. And uh, so I thought it would be interesting to share that with the UT uh, yoga audience. And uh, 
I remember before I got involved with um, uh, seeing Sri Swami Satyananda, I asked some of his people if they could describe his path or his way of teachings, and they would always say, it's to keep your peace. Um, sounds simple. Sounds simple. Um, I used to even keep a notebook at one point in time uh, in the very beginning, and uh, I, I was uh, shocked, actually, at the results of uh, how often I was losing my peace at that time. And uh, I think it was a very useful uh, technique to do, to write down, uh, because even when you catch yourself starting to lose your peace, um, it can wake you up so that you have that internal awareness like a candle flame that you're peace and it never flickers. And uh, quite a nice goal and a quite useful technique to have. Um, and interestingly enough, um, because we're operating um, in the physical world, and uh, we have this uh, requirement uh, to use the monetary system. Um, it's a very interesting and challenging situation that spiritual people will likely be facing uh, as um, the rollout of digital currency comes about, especially if there are conditions and attachments made to this, which we're seeing now um, <clears throat> already has happened uh, in several places on the, on the planet. For example, during the most recent uh, trucker strike in Canada, uh, the peaceful protest that was there, many of those people were identified uh, through visual recognition, and um, their bank accounts were frozen. Just to give you an idea of when government has that kind of power, uh, think they're not going to use it? Well, that wouldn't be my opinion. It's, it's already being used in China. There are thousands of people that, uh, because their social credit score isn't high enough, they can't uh, use the public transit, they can't take a plane, they can't do this, they can't do that, because their behavior modification uh, isn't to the standard that the state wants them to be. So this is a kind of an interesting world that we're heading into, and uh, also I see that a lot of things are coming to a head. And um, even the dark side, by the way, um, through uh, channeling I heard um, uh, from uh, Alfred Weber, uh, he's an international uh, investigative journalist, and he had a channeling of Kosal Uch, who also brought through a consciousness called Unimatrix. And Unimatrix confirmed that there would be a certain portion of the population that would be ascending to 5D, and thus not part of the transhuman agenda. And just for the record, uh, there is no coronavirus. 
you know, if you hadn't figured that out yet. Um, there, of all the autopsies that have taken place in the world, there has not been discovered a coronavirus. Um, and the coronavirus has never been isolated. What you're seeing is a nanobot technology that is activated by 5G towers. And this nanobot technology is sprayed and it's in the chemtrails. It's all over the place. It can be funneled through ocean liner, air ducts, department store, ventilation systems, etc. And when you accumulate this, these nanoparticles in you, the 5G activates them and they can create a pandemic wherever they want a pandemic to be. And that's just the fear tactic of the COVID. Um, and the, actually in that particular uh, interview, I heard the uh, COVID explain what it is. It is calls itself nanobot COVID-19. This is all nanobot technology and it's all off-planet technology. Our, our doctors and as much as they're trying to, you know, come up uh, at least on alternative news with, you know, what we're dealing with, uh, there's still aspects of this that they don't comprehend because um, this, is, this does not come from just the Earth. It's coming from off-planet. And it's a very slick program. And um, the 5G towers alone can um, create the symptoms of a virus. And by the way, we don't even have the definition of a virus properly in our medical world. When you have um, sneezing and colds and things like this that they call a virus, these are not a virus. These are symptoms. We create viruses in our own body, and we create a virus to eliminate toxicity in the body, so we create those symptoms. There is no such thing right at the moment as of something like a, that, a virus that is contagious, that jumps from one person to another, although there is some truth to the fact that the people that have been injected are <clears throat> shedding some of this spike protein to, the, to popu the population. This is also part of the agenda of the controllers. If they could get 70% of the population injected, then they're hoping that they can contaminate the other 30%, either through um, close contact, such as like sexual contact, because if you're married and you're not vaxxed and your wife is or vice versa, then you're vaxxed. It's just the way it is. So, um, and the shedding doesn't necessarily um, have to create a problem for you, depending on your immune system. One of the best things I suggest that people can do is to use uh, drink pine needle tea and buy extracts off the, off the uh, Internet. For like, for like concentrated amounts uh, because the pine needle tea prevents spike protein from attaching to your DNA. So 
this is one thing that is uh, I would highly, highly suggest. And this whole um, um, concept of shedding, uh, some people are sensitive to it. They know who, who's shedding and who's not and who's shedding more or less, but the people that are shedding are not aware of it. But it is having effect on the unvaccinated as well. I suggest you go to places like stevequail.com or rents.com where they do have a lot of articles and there are a lot of medical doctors that are coming out with more and more information. The most recent thing I saw on Redacted this week was proof that when the original vaccines were pushed onto the public, there had been no testing with respect to the ability of these vaccines to prevent you from getting COVID. There was been there were there was no testing. So this is a, this is becoming now an established fact, and people are getting upset about that because it destroys the premise of vaccine passports because the vaccines don't prevent anything, and. We all know that more people fill the hospitals that are vaccinated and more people have died even from the so-called COVID that are vaccinated than the unvaccinated. I'd like to now uh, wish you my very best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health and abundance. And I'd like to share with you the Who Am I technique where you take... um, your attention and put your full attention in the center center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you can ask the question, who am I? Once, twice, or whatever is comfortable. The main thing is try to get your full attention in the center of your forehead, become that spot, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It is time to become a 